Um, I, I think I can't remember if we mentioned this before we finished or after we finished recording last week, but I had did buy something else that we didn't discuss, which is an Instax Mini Nine. Um, and you didn't know what this was until I sent you the link. No, and and given the name and given the pictures on the website, I figured this is a teeny tiny little camera, right? But I I, I think I'm wrong about that. Am I? Uh, it is a camera. Uh, it's it's an instant camera, so like a Polaroid. Um, but the pictures are a little bit smaller. The the prints are like about the size of a credit card. Okay. But the camera is quite large. <laughs> like, these are give like me, give me an idea like how how big compared to something i don't know um it looks like it's uh, fairly look. deep right because it has to hold a cartridge of film i guess yeah so it's it's pretty thick um and i you know it's kind of it's pretty much square so maybe like sort of two iphones next to each other that sort of mm-hmm. surface area and then yeah as you say it kind of holds a a cartridge that's i don't know what would you compare it to like maybe like a cigarette packet maybe maybe a little bit smaller that something like that uh-huh. um which sort of slots in the back and you get 10 prints out of it for each uh cartridge this was something that jess wanted uh for when we went on holidays and stuff and then i was like yeah that's fine you can buy you know we'll go buy one whatever and then as soon as we got it i was like oh well maybe i should buy one for myself i, I didn't we only have one we're not <laughs> good <laughs> But I was pretty close to buying myself one because I was like, oh, this is really cool. I want my own just so that I can say I've got it because you know, it's electronics. I want all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got, it, it's got like, it comes in like five colors, it looks like, and it's 75 pounds. Yeah. They, you can get them a little bit. I, th- I think they discount them quite heavily all over the place because we got it a bit cheaper than that. Um, yeah. I just went and- to the link on the website, which took me to some website. Uh, it took me to a Fuji. It's made by Fujifilm, I guess, because it took me to the Fujifilm United Kingdom website. Yes, yeah, it's made by Fujifilm, so it's you know it's not it's not like it's sort of some random brand you've never heard of. You know, it's a, a decent camera company for decent, I guess. Sure, you know, they're, they're they're well known at least, um, and they do have some like, I guess, quote unquote, more grown up looking ones where they have square prints rather than the prints being the size of a credit card like oblong. Um, right. These are a little bit. Cameras. Yeah, it's a little bit like an Instagram type of shot, almost because it's a vertical, a vertical shot. Right. Exactly. Um, and they have a bunch. Like I say, they do some more expensive cameras. Like you start going to the square ones, you can spend upwards of two hundred and fifty pound. Um, oh wow! For basically the same thing. I mean, some of the more expensive ones have some extra features. Like this basically has a little light on the front to tell you which thing to spin it round to i guess so it can focus and get the light and all of that kind of stuff right um but there's basically just four settings you just point it move it to where the light says and like so everything's kind of manual like it's not doing any of this stuff automatically um but it does do selfies or regular shots so it looks like there's like a little selfie screen on the front of the camera so that you can hold it out and take a picture of yourself uh, don't be fooled. It's not a screen. That is a shiny piece of plastic. It is a mirror. Um, oh, it's all not, right. <laughs> that's not a screen. There is, there's no screens on this camera at all. It has. Uh, okay. You can probably see it in the picture, but there's a little round button to the left of the, um, the lens, just below the viewfinder. Right. Um, that little round button that just takes the picture. Like that's basically all there is to it. All right. Um, you can't really do. It. 
that's basically all it does and it's kind of fun because you know, it's not too expensive you know we're not spending multiple hundreds of pounds on this sure um and we tried it out and like there is just something nice about just instantly having a photo yeah and you can't nice. you know you could you know what it's like you go to a you know wherever you go to a tourist attraction and you're trying you're taking like you know a hundred photos and picking the best one or taking a selfie and you'll take a bunch and then you know we print photos out and things like that but we'll be looking through multiple versions before we print one out whereas with this it's like well you take it and it's going to print it out and it is just what it is yeah Um, you don't really you know you haven't got any choice over that yeah that is nice i mean one of the problems i have is i always do that i take too many photos and then i never get around to really messing around with them and making them you know tweaking them making them look nicer and i basically never print anything but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it. that is the thing about taking lots and lots of photos is sometimes you just end up uh, with a whole bunch of work on your hands that you don't have time for. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we like to print out a few photos and maybe we'll put them in frames or, you know, stick them, stick them around the house on the notice board, that kind of thing. So this right. is kind of perfect for that. I mean, you get each cartridge has 10 shots in it um, and that's kind of where the variation comes with this because you can buy ones that have the sort of the white frame on the outside you can buy some that are different colors like pink and blue red that kind of thing uh, you can get ones with patterns you can get black and white film um oh. so the photos just come out black and white um they also have some like filter a uh, little sort of plastic caps that go over the lens to give you like a red or a you know different colored filters over the top um so you can get quite a bit of variation out of it considering it's sort of quite a simple camera yeah i was just looking it looks like this is available in the u.s too and on amazon in the u.s it's about fifty dollars yeah that sounds a lot closer to what we were seeing when we were looking around for them yeah all right well that's cool that's an interesting that's an interesting buy i can't say that i've bought anything along those lines anytime recently although i did buy i guess i did over the holidays buy a bunch of camera gear but not you know that kind of not that kind of camera gear. What I do know that, you know, you're pro- I think you're holding out on me because last time we spoke, I tried really hard to talk you into a 2DS, and I think that I succeeded, although it was a little touch and go there given your, your eBay experience, right? Yeah, so, I mean, firstly, part of the problem, I, I've wanted one for a while, but there really isn't that many games that I'm interested in playing on it because either they exist on iOS or on, you know, on on the Mac or PS4 or whatever. You know, there's a bunch of games that have, um, you know, that are available in other places. So there's, there's only really a handful of games. And I, I've sort of looked at it every now and again. I think, oh, it's quite expensive. And But recently, I guess last year, I think they released the 2DS XL, which is, you know, basically a, a 3DS, but without the 3D part of it, um, presumably to reduce costs. Right. After we recorded and I sort of started looking around, I was like, oh, it's it's still quite expensive for a console that That's as old essentially as is. Is, is dead at this point. Right. You know, you know we, we can't be more than a year or two before they're going to stop making these, or at least we're not going to see any more games. Right. Yeah, I think the last Direct didn't have any mention of the 3DS in it. Right, and, and I think that makes sense because, you know, Nintendo have got a new, better handheld console i mean 
arguably it's not great because it's still a big console. Right. Like as much as it's handheld, it's it's not the kind of thing that I want to take on a plane or you know for a short journey or sort of lug around places. Yeah. Um, whereas the DS is obviously a lot smaller. And that's a that's a really good point because I have found myself not taking my my uh, switch on trips because I have a couple of times and either. I don't know. I was busy doing other things and I never really played it all that much. And given how much it weighs and how big it is, especially if I have other things with me, you know, like a laptop or other electronics, it it's just it's just a little too big. If they could make it, if they could shrink it, especially I guess the uh, maybe the width of it more than anything else. I mean, I wouldn't want the screen to be smaller, and I really wouldn't want the controllers to be smaller. So I don't know that there's a ton that they can do, but. It is a a bit of a thing to lug around, especially if you're going on an airplane somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So that I when I got my switch, you know, whenever it was a year and a half or something ago, I assumed I would take it more places. But to be honest, I don't because once I've put it in a case, because you know I'm not just going to chuck it in my bag. It's a fairly hefty bit of equipment, so you know the the 2ds or 3ds or whatever is a lot better solution to that. But we've kind of got sidetracked. But yeah. It, because of the price, I sort of started looking around for second-hand ones on eBay because, you know, they're relatively new anyway, but there's a lot of people selling them because they buy them for their kids, they don't want them, that kind of thing. And it, it turns out people kind of pay brand-new prices for second-hand 3DSs. Wow. Um, and 2DSs, which is very strange to me, but, you know, I, I don't know why people do this, but they do. And I bid on a few auctions, and... I was literally like looking at saving maybe five or ten pound, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to buy a brand new one. Um, Yeah, unless you can save at least I don't know thirty, fifty pounds. Why would you? Why would you bother? Right, exactly. And eventually, I managed to find one for a hundred pound, brand new, which is thirty pound below retail. Um, Oh wow! How'd you do that? that Just just a special somebody was having. Yeah, just to be honest, I think I went to like the second page of Google, which is not something I normally do. <laughs> you had to work for that one, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, but saving £30 meant that, you know, the two games that I initially picked up, which was Mario Kart and uh, Ocarina of Time, I, you know, that that cut, that cut £30 covered that. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, I did get one. I totally blame you. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I'm glad though that it still has the virtual console. There's a lot of stuff there that you know you can get a little bit here and there and it's cheap. It's a good way to play some of those classic games on a screen that's much that's much nicer. Um, which is what I did with that that Zelda game that was just announced. Uh, but the old version. And so as as bad as as, you know, I may have made you spend money the the reality is is that since we spoke I've done much worse and purchased a Mac Mini because wait what didn't you already have one I well, yes of course but now I have two Mac Minis Rob oh okay I, I have an My old mistake. Mac, I have an old Mac Mini that's dog slow it's it's like a twenty fourteen I want to say something like that it's it was a very base model uh, Mini that I used for just writing and it's totally fine for that writing and web surfing and stuff but i needed something my macbook pro has been causing me no end of grief and it's been getting worse it's been to the point where i have to force shut it down two or three times a day uh, because apps are just hanging Uh, i can't figure out why i don't know what's going on um you know i will i will admit that i do install an awful lot of beta software and other things because that's 
part of my job these days. Uh, and so, so I might have caused it myself, but I decided to take the opportunity to get a high-end Mac Mini that is just blazingly fast and amazing. I, I love it, but I've only barely got it set up. It came two days ago. I've been really busy this week. And I've done, you know, because I've been having so many problems with MacBook Pro, I didn't want to transfer over all the apps and things from that from that machine. So I've been setting it up as a new Mac, which is just an awful experience because, you know. Yeah. You know, so I started out with the one password Dropbox dance, got those in, and then got email in so I could get all my software licenses. And then not long after that, and, and then I let everything sync because I had a lot of iCloud stuff that then had to be synced and a bunch of Dropbox. And then I once that was working, I got Backblaze on there and started doing the first initial giant backup at night. Uh, and I've and then I went through and picked like the first dozen or so apps, basically things to edit podcasts, and record and edit, and also write. And so I only have like a dozen apps on it so far. And I'm going to be really picky about what goes on this and I am going to keep the MacBook Pro sitting here on my desk with a separate HDMI connection to my external display so that I can I can keep the betas and the you know the software that isn't necessarily stuff that I would install myself but I'm testing it for some reason for Mac stories keeping that on the MacBook Pro uh where it's kind of <laughs> off to the side I'll also use that for the OS 10 oh, listen to me OS 10 the Mac OS uh, <laughs> beta when it comes out over the summer so that I can keep hopefully a fairly simple uh, machine available, which is the Mac mini for doing important businessy production type stuff, because I really can't afford to have, and it did happen to me once where I, I finished recording app stories and I tried to, I tried to, um, you know, stop the recording and audio hijack and the app was completely frozen. And it's I, the problem I'm having doesn't isn't a particular app's problem. It's a, so I don't think it was audio hijack because this has happened to a bunch of different apps. Um, but I had that moment where it's like, did I just record an entire episode that I've lost the audio for? And fortunately, I had not because audio hijack is so good about recording the bits directly to the disc right away. Uh, but it was a bit of a scare, so uh, I, I got the mini. Yeah, I, that makes sense because I've had sort of similar problems with with my Mac Mini. I think mine's probably a, about the same age as yours, and I only use it for Plex now. But I did have a bunch of other stuff on there, and you know, even just having a couple of different things on there, like you know, I had one password, and I was sort of using Dropbox as a you know semi backup type thing. You know, the the files would go there as well because it's Dropbox, right? Um, and it it just got to the point where I had to wipe it just put plex on there and that was it because if i had anything else to it it just you know i'll start you know i'll start using plex on on my apple tv and the whole mac mini will just crash or just stop working um yeah i think the problem is is those machines weren't particularly good when they came out to begin with because they were sort of a downgrade from the the previous models right um so yeah, I, I can totally understand why you'd want to go out and, and get one of the newer ones. Yeah, the the old Mac Mini that I have is being used for exactly that reason. It's being used as a Plex server and and that kind of thing. Um, but the problem I've been having has been on the Mac, the 2016 MacBook Pro, which is kind of 
you know, kind of annoying. And the reality is I don't really need, I don't really want a laptop any longer to be my main machine because I don't uh, travel that much. And so I'll have it when I do travel, but I really, you know, the the display sleep issues that all Mac laptops seem to have, the cruddy keyboard, uh, the issues with the software freezing up, it all got to the point where it's like, you know what, this is actually keeping me from getting things done. And so the, the mini, I mean, jury's still out because I haven't really used it in any kind of serious work yet, but I have played with it enough to realize that it's incredibly fast compared to the this my 2016 MacBook Pro, um, the SSDs are just faster. I I got more RAM, so I got I got the the high end i7. Uh, I guess it's six cores. I want to say I should know this. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah, six core processor with 32 gigs of RAM and a terabyte SSD. So it it's not. The two terabyte, which would cost another like twelve hundred dollars or something like that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pretty high end one, and I have, you know, it made sense to go with the mini and a mini that I think rivals at least some of the iMac Pro models in terms of performance because I've already got a four K display, and now I've got a mini that has a whole bunch of ports in the back that I can plug all my stuff into and not worry about having you know hubs and dongles and all that jazz to deal with. The only thing is that I've set it up behind the monitor where it's just not super easily accessible. And so it's a little bit of a hassle when I want to do things like get an SD card and offload photos and that sort of thing. But I have a solution for that too, Rob. Okay. You want to hear about this? Is it more dongles? No. No, it's it's okay. a, it's a wireless dongle, I guess. I got a Western Digital My Passport wireless SSD. So oh, is this is this the thing you mentioned last time? I, I think <laughs> maybe I did. Oh, it's, you mentioned it a couple is. of wireless things. I did. But I, wasn't I sure didn't, what you were I doing did. with them? Yes, I didn't go with the hyper expensive Narbox 2.0, which is still not sure. <laughs> that was a Kickstarter project, and I think they're beta testing it. My understanding is that it's not generally available yet. This still a bit pricey, but what it is, it's basically an SSD drive connected to a battery a portable battery like i forget how many milliwatt hours it is maybe six thousand something like that a pretty good size battery so it can charge your phone it can double as that too and it's got an sd card slotted in it and a USB A slot uh, and it can be co- connected either with a wire or wireless wirelessly through a local wi-fi network and you can then dump photos video whatever onto this drive from an sd card or an external, another external drive, and then wirelessly transfer it to a Mac or to an iOS device. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so this, for me, this what this is going to be, this is going to be the photography solution and the video solution for when I travel. And it just so happens that I'm about to travel because I'm going to GDC next week, and this little thing is coming with me. Now, the only thing about it is, now, there's a they have two different versions. They have the regular, there's a regular hard drive model that Federico got that one. Uh, and then there's this ultra-fancy SSD model. And the, the SSD one comes with a little rubber bumper around it, which is really kind of silly. It's a little loose. 
but I guess I'll, <laughs> it's I won't I won't even say what it's like, but it's it's a little loose and it's designed so that if you drop it, supposedly you can drop it from three feet and the thing will survive. I'm not planning to test that since I spent a fair amount of money on it, but it's more it's more rugged I guess for traveling, so I can throw it in the bottom of a backpack and hopefully not have to worry about it. Um, but I'm going to take it with me to GDC. It's a little heavy, got to say, a little heavy, but I guess, you know, batteries, if nothing else, are quite heavy. And, sure. Uh, uh, but I'm going to use it for that when I'm taking pictures, maybe doing some video. I found out today that I have to get special dispensation to take video inside Moscone because otherwise I'll have to hire a union laborer. I okay <laughs> this is a thing this is a thing but pre- pre- but press are allowed to take video as long as they get a special sticker on their badge so i'm i'm in the process of obtaining that special dispensation from from the union in san francisco very exciting yeah yeah i'm learning all sorts of new things about about conventions so there's that yeah, that, nothing but, that people is love more I, than regulations and paperwork. Oh, regulations <laughs> and paperwork. It has been my life. You know you know all too well. There's lots of other <laughs> regulations and paperwork that I've been dealing with too. And so I spent a little bit more than a 2DS. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably not as fun. <laughs> no, it's probably not. But I actually I, have a I lot don't of... think your wireless hard drive is as fun as Ocarina of Time. No. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to come and... All right. <laughs> that's my conclusion. <laughs> you, you you win for fun factor. Um, definitely win for that. I, ha- I win peace of mind for not having to worry about my Mac crashing while I'm doing something important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely more important. The, the wireless drive was more of a, you know... I have an excuse to get this because I'm about to go on a trip, so I'm going to get it now instead of sometime down the road. That's that that one was really kind of a that's more of a a present to John. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, lucky you. You're very nice to yourself to buy hey, yourself a gift hey, like that. By the way, I want to sp- sh- give a special shout out to my sister-in-law Debbie. Just saying, this is now a bit okay. This is a bit with her. Okay. This is a weekly segment. She's out. She's out. She's out driving somewhere. She's listening. She's just wondering how I come up with all this money to buy these things. So, you know, hey, hey, Debbie. All right. There we go. <laughs> let's, let's move on to, uh, you know, oh, I have a question for you. I, I need some advice. Yeah. Okay. So should I sign an NDA to go to a party to get snacks and free beer? Sure. Uh, mm, yeah. Maybe. What? <laughs> this is a GDC thing, right? And Right. Uh, all right. So I got invited to a party, and it, it's at Zynga. How about that? <laughs> oh, my. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the makers of all things coins and, uh, and psycholog- sure. psychologically manipulative on the on the app store so and i looked at the pictures and they look like they have really fancy nice offices that they've made with those piles of coins and i thought you know what i'd like to see what this zynga thing's all about like where where do the people who like go there and make these games what what's it like to like be a zynga person because the the party's at their office and there's all these warnings all over it that to go to the party you have to sign an nda on the way in which i thought was just completely hilarious and also ridiculous at the same time um and then i then i talked to my son who you know goes to school out there he said oh dad everybody does that 
You, oh, I see. Oh, so right. Okay. You can't, you can't have like your your any any of your friends come to come visit you at, at an office without having them sign an NDA most times, uh, which was news to me. I mean, I will say when we were at WWC going to Twitter for a few for a few years and watching the keynote, that Twitter didn't make us sign NDAs. Now they did kind of they did have like security people watching us. Like if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to go out, walk out of the conference room, go down these stairs, which kind of skirted the cafeteria. And then there was a bathroom right there. And, you know, if you strayed from the the straight path to the bathroom, you were, you know, they were all over you because, you know, they they didn't want you to see the food in the cafeteria. Sure. Um, Now you say it's at at an office, I can kind of understand it. And if you're going to get some, free food and beer uh and you get to go to a party <laughs> sure why not why not uh maybe i'm gonna start doing that when people come to my house uh, yeah, yeah sign an nda no you know no no taking snaps of my of my stuff and then posting them online you know that's yeah you, you don't want you gotta you gotta pay me a license fee to, to do instagram from my house yeah you're not, not allowed to talk about anything you've seen Uh. (laughs) yeah anyway i didn't really care much of one way or the other and i'm not actually even sure i'm going to go to this but i thought it was pretty funny Mm. that that there are nda is involved with going to parties in san francisco yeah that's i think a different world um (laughs) something i've come across but there you go (laughs) well i'll I'll let you know how it is in in a few weeks yeah i think it's going to be a good show in a in a few weeks uh because you're going to gdc we potentially we'll have the apple event or it might be just before that so you know we're gonna have a a bunch of stuff i mean we have got something the notes are speaking of for the apple event which is this tv service yeah yeah that that you know there were things that came out as we record this just this morning saying that apple was it was gonna apple's gonna go with kind of partner content first and then their original content later yeah Yeah, that's definitely an interesting way to go i mean i I guess it makes sense if they haven't got all of their content done or they haven't got enough content. I mean, I can't imagine they would be able to make enough content to fill up a service, at least in the first, you know, the the two years or whatever they've been doing it. Um, you know, because movies take a long time. TV shows make a long time. You, you know, Even if you had everybody ready, they still take a long time. Um, you know, you've got to find people and directors and actors and everything else that's involved in that. So... Yeah, I, it's really hard to know if this is something I'm even interested in, or if it's even going to launch in the UK. Um, you know, right. They might come out and say, oh, this is US only, at which point I can just switch off and go, oh, forget it then. Um, yeah, I hope that's not I, I the case, because think... I'd like the option of another streaming service, but it's really hard to know without seeing what content they're going to present us with. Well, they've been doing some content deals with studios in europe and i know that some of those i think are designed to deal with local regulations about you know having a certain amount of content coming from that particular country like i think france has a rule like that yeah i think that's right and and uh so i i think there's a better chance that this service will be global to some degree i mean i don't expect it to be like the app store which is in like 150 countries but I kind of expect to see this in, you know, Canada, a big chunk of Europe, the UK, Australia, um, maybe like Japan. I don't know. I, I kind of expect to see it in a lot of countries, more so than like Apple News, which is still, I think, only in the US, Canada, and Australia at this point, right? 
Uh, yeah, well, we have it here as well. Oh, that's right. So, you, you know, four, three or four countries. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, this is what the event is for. It's going to tell us presumably all the questions that we have. But as it stands right now, I'm just a bit like, well, to be honest, I, you know, I've already got Netflix. I've already got Amazon Prime. They both kind of cover most of the stuff. I mean, unless Apple are buying up a, you know, a big chunk from some studio or some TV network or something like that that we can't get anywhere else. I, I'm really not sure where this is going to fall. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, um, I'm i a little surprised at the idea that they would go with the partner content first because it sounds a lot like Amazon Prime channels, um, you know, just kind of making it easier to buy the content within the TV app and not have to have separate apps that you get kicked out to whenever you want to watch a show on a particular network. That Those things are nice to have, but those are just kind of enhancements to the ex- existing TV app, whereas it, it just feels to me like it would be better to launch that alongside the, the original content because that's what people are going to really get excited about, not, not whether it's easier for them to pay the fee to get a particular channel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. It's- it's it's going to be it's going to be a weird event. It's it's potentially it's going to be really boring because it might just be the TV <laughs> service and the news service. And you know, I think as as much as people love TV and movies and stuff, I mean, watching a conference, you know, an, an announcement about that is never going to be that interesting. I don't think there is um, going to be you know, su- such a level of snark and unhappiness yeah. on Twitter about this, with especially the uh, I would call like old land. Old line Apple people because it's going to be a lot like when Drake came out and they announced Apple Music, which was a pretty bad WWC presentation. Particularly oh, when you're so bad. Particularly when you're your you know your audience is developers. This of course won't be that. So it'll be a broader. It'll be for a broader press audience. But but yeah, I think a lot of people will have that reaction. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm looking forward to it personally. I mean, to, for me, I've got. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I don't really count Prime because, you know, and Amazon's done a great job with this. I would be a Prime member regardless of whether they had video. Oh, yeah. You know, and I have been for years. So I don't really count that as like TV I pay for. It's just TV I get because I'm already a Prime member. So I have Netflix, Hulu, and HBO now, and I could see replacing HBO with Apple. I'm not sure I want to. That's interesting. You know, I don't think i want to pay for four i think hbo maybe i would dip in and out of um but i think because i think apple and hbo are gonna end up being somewhat similar because it's going to be you know hbo has its core of very popular very high quality shows but then it's just got like a fair amount of filler stuff like older movies kind of good movies but not usually more than a handful of good movies you know what i mean Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, as I say, I think it, it has to all come down to what the what they're offering. Um, you know, it's, right. I don't even think price is really that important. You know, I, I think that, you know they go anywhere between five dollars and twenty five dollars. It really probably doesn't matter that much as long as they've got decent stuff people want to watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. I'll be. Um... I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably be missing that event because I'm gonna be traveling during it, but uh, we'll definitely talk about it when when we get back together. 
Yeah, I guess it's it's, a, it's just under a couple of two weeks now before the event, and as you say, you're going to be away, so I guess we'll be back just after that. So we should, yeah. you know, we should be able to at least, you know, one, is it in the US only, and two, are we actually interested in it? Which I think is, um, I think that's what everybody's sort of looking for, looking for right now. Yep, absolutely. So Rob, I wanted to kind of finish up today by telling you about an Electron app that I that I installed because you know me, I'm not a big fan, right? Right. Yeah, this is not you have famously, I don't know if it's famously, but you've definitely gone on a couple of rants about uh, Electron in the past. Yes, I, I have upset many a web person with my 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 I don't know, my displeasure of Electron apps because you know what? Electron apps are to me are what uh, are what Marzipan is responding to because they don't run very well on a Mac. If you're on a portable uh, Mac, they slow things down, and the interactions with them and the way they're designed is just not very Mac-like. Now, a lot of people would say the same thing about the Marzipan apps we've seen so far. Totally get that, but. I think that at the end of the day, when we finally do get Marzipan, my hope is at least, and it remains to be seen, I guess, is that we will see apps that just are better on a Mac uh, because they're using Apple's own frameworks. Now, I only will, I will only actually install an Electron app if I have a really good reason at this point. And I kind of did. I mean, I've been doing some working on some projects at Mac, Mac Stories. And one of the things that we use a lot of the time is notes, shared notes, just like you and I do for the, uh, you know, for the, for the show notes for this, for this episode. And so mm -hmm. the, the problem was, though, is if you, once you – notes doesn't scale very, very well because once you more, have more than a handful of notes with somebody that you've got shared – it's like, okay, well, what note is that in? Is it the note about this topic? Is it the note about that topic? And so I installed Notion because it's kind of like a wiki. You can just create you know, a page for a project, and then you can link other pages to it, and you can have a page for tasks, a page for calendars, a page for notes and research. You can, you know, There's a lot of templates built around Notion that allow you to do that. Now, I don't love Notion. I don't think the iOS app is very good. It doesn't have much keyboard support. Uh, it behaves differently than a lot of iOS apps. And the Mac app is just a thin wrapper around a web view and works, <laughs> works so differently from any kind of Ma any expectation you have about usability of Mac software that it's really hard to kind of get used to. That said, I still think, you know, it's a pretty, a pretty good pretty good product the other thing it doesn't have like for instance i think that like at mac stories we could potentially move to notion 100 percent if it had a web api but it doesn't have an api so we can't do all of our crazy stuff that we do where we're moving stuff around between like trello and and slack and all this kind of thing from from ios uh you know out of an email app or whatever it happens to be so i don't think it's like a replacement for things that i'm already using like slack or Trello or any of that, but for very specific tasks where you have a project where there's a limited number of people and you just have a lot of information that you have to synthesize and organize, it's actually pretty nice, uh, notwithstanding the fact that it is, again, an Electron app. I'm going to try to stay off the Mac with it and use it mostly on iOS, but 
I'll probably use it both places. Yeah, I, I've heard. I mean, I, I always, for a bunch of people that are using Notion, um, you know, for various different things, because I guess it's you know it's fairly open as you say. It's like creating your sort of your own wiki with which is a a bit more interactive than just a bunch of text. Um, and it, it's a fairly new product, but you know, I I, I think what you're concerned about is that you know the fact that it's an electron app that's just going to be their app forever which you know as you say is maybe is a shame if it would act a little bit better um but yeah i mean the actual product i mean i've had a play around with it we were we were looking to see if it would fit some uh stuff we wanted to do at work but it wasn't quite what we were looking for but i mean yeah aside from the fact that it, you've got to use an electron app which you know i'm sure hurts you quite quite deeply um right you know it it is a you know it's a, it's a pretty nice well thought out product yeah i mean one of the little things that i noticed today that i actually kind of like a lot is that it's got private and public uh sections to it so like i can work on a note describing some bit of research i'm doing or whatever and just keep it private until i've got it to where i think it's ready to share and then i can just drag it into the the workspace and then it's part of the you know the the team view which is really nice and then there's you know it has things like there's a lot of things borrowed from other things like slack where you can at reply people so that they'll get a notification that they've been tagged in some sort of comment or they've been assigned a task that's that kind of thing um i don't know i mean it's it, it's it's something that i think will scale a lot better than shared notes which i've been Notes. I've I've been getting lost in a sea of uh, shared notes lately, and this was a a good opportunity with some new projects to put everything in in Notion. And I've only been using it for about three or four days now, but so far I've been pretty happy with the way the the way it scales and the way it works because there's enough different kinds of pages that you can add, whether it's schedules through calendars or or tables or checklists or outlines that you know just about anything you would want is is there and can be organized into its own page or section or, or whatever no no so i'm glad it's i'm glad um you know that you found a a decent user and, and as you say like with notes like it once you've got even sort of three or four shared notes it starts getting a bit too much like I end up pinning mine to the top if they're shared notes. Like, you know, I have our yeah, shared note pinned. I've done that too. But the problem is, I'm now pinning every shared note I've got. So now I've got like, you know, eight eight pinned notes. At which point, you know, they might as well not be pinned at all. I might as well just use the, the alphabetical list. The other thing, um, yeah, the other thing I've noticed with notes is that when someone goes into a note and looks at it, even if they don't change anything, it sometimes sends a notification to the other person which I find kind of annoying because I'll have a shared note with like Federico and he'll go in there and read it and I'll think he's changed something. Then I'll go in and I'll do the highlighting to see what's been changed and nothing's been changed. And I've just wasted, you know, just kind of wasted time. I don't need to know when he looks at it. Um, I just need to know, you know, when he's changed it. And that, that was starting to drive me a little crazy too. Yeah, I have the same problem. I, I sometimes edit mine and it tells me that I've edited it. Yes, um, I've done that you know, too. <laughs> and I'm like, like how yeah. is that useful to anybody? You must know that it's me that's right. editing this note. But, you know, who knows? I mean, notes still serves... I still like notes because it does what it does reasonably well. Yes. Aside from the complaints we've just had. 
Um, right, right. All so these, I, all of these platforms too. The thing that drives me a little bit bananas is that you have to kind of live inside them. It's not that easy to to import rich text or or whatever into them because you end up with like I took a bulleted list that I had in Ulysses, for instance, or maybe it was Notes, and I put that into into Notion, and I ended up with a bulleted list with a bunch of dashes next to the bullets and then the words. And it, it's like, really? You didn't know that the dashes should be the bullets? I mean, it, it, it's just messy to kind of move. But if you stay in these products 100%, that's not an issue. Um, but but I want to give you an electron check, Rob. I've got, I think I've got four electron apps right now running on my Mac. Wow. I've that's got, actually... Yes. I have Notion. I have GitHub Desktop. I have okay. I have um, let's see Slack and Trello. Oh, I didn't even know Trello had an app. Although I guess it's just an Electron app. So yeah, um, <laughs> yes, it's it's fine. It's fine. And I try to keep them all closed because even on my super <laughs> new super fast new mini, they are slow to open and slow to load because they're loading a web page basically inside their little their little thin wrapper and it drives me a little bananas that the uh, the data is having to be pulled from a server somewhere instead of just being there on my there on my Mac. The one that really doesn't bother me at all is GitHub Desktop, but it really doesn't do very much. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty basic app, you know, it's just for pushing and and pulling uh, repos and and looking at track changes, so it's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. I get you didn't you didn't go too ranty today, which is good. No, no. I'm. I, you... you know why? Because I have hope now, Rob. I have hope that we're going to vanquish. We're going to vanquish <laughs> Electron from the Mac with Marzipan, and I know that that that's probably don't at me on that one because I know that there's a lot of people who have very strong feels about that, but that's what I hope happens. Well, there we go. So, uh, yeah, I, as we said, I guess we'll be recording probably just after the Apple event at some point, maybe a week after that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can gather our thoughts and um, see what we think about it. And I assume we, we will have other things to talk about as well. We will so, indeed, yeah. Cool. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks then. All right. See you later, Rob. <laughs>